Now it's my pleasure to welcome up to the pulpit. Well, we ain't got no pulpit. He's coming up to the music stand. <laughs> Pastor Booker Kindred, Reverend Dr. Pastor Booker Kindred, Paradise Baptist Church. Y'all give him a warm welcome. Well, church say amen. amen. It is truly good to be here once again that we can worship the Lord in spirit and worship him in truth. Amen. amen. We are happy that we are able to fellowship with Bethany once again, and we're glad to have with us this evening St. Paul and Bright Star. Amen. 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 I even see Pastor Chan over here, and this is good. I was sharing with the church this morning that uh, the world tries to divide, but we are coming together. And I said to the church this morning that if you go to heaven, you're going to find every kind of nationality there in heaven worshiping the Lord. And I said to the church this morning that we should down here on earth do the same thing. And I appreciate what Bethany and what Paradise is doing. And I said to the church this morning that uh, God sent Allison and Greg from here all the way to the south end of Seattle. They joined our fellowship. Then Mother Jones came in and said, you know, we need to get together. And here we are. Amen. 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 Well, I see it's snowing, and y'all are getting a little antsy and <laughs> getting a little worried, but we got to have something to say. We need to have a word from the Lord. Now, from the scriptures that, you, that was read this evening, we're going to take that, that 16th verse, and that 16th verse says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And most of us right now, believe it or not, church, we have one thing in common that God, God has given all of us, and that is time. But how do we use that time? We all talk about it. We all depend on it. And it's the center of our lives. And many people have started out by simply saying, I just don't have enough time. I'm too busy. I want to participate, but I can't because I'm too busy. But what's so interesting to me is, as I was doing this, we seem to find time for everything that we want to do. But when it comes to God's work, we seem to not have enough time to do what God wants us to do. But we have time for everything and everybody else. So the question for us this afternoon or this evening is, are we using our time wisely? Now get this. All of us, regardless if we are a billionaire a millionaire, upper middle class, middle class, poor, homeless, regardless of where we live, whether we're short, tall, thin, overweight, have no hair, have thin hair, 
Regardless of all of that, all of us is given 24 hours in a day. I was doing some research, and it talked about in the world that we live in today, there is 7,603,773,468 people in this world. And guess what? We all start out with the same 24 hours. But the result is, the report is, what do we do with those hours that God has given to us. Church, I want you to know that time waits on no one. We cannot stop it for a day. We cannot stop it for an hour. We cannot stop it for a minute. We cannot even stop it for one second. For one second. But we can control how we use this time. Can you honestly say this evening, you are using your time wisely? All of us, church, think about time and, I, and time in life, and I think about it myself. We think about how long we've lived. I think about it myself. Here I am, Brother Greg, 73 years old. If the Lord says the same, I'll be 74 in August. And I ask myself, where has the time gone? Some of you all who are 40 years old, I used to think it. When I was 40, I thought they were old. But now that I look back at 40, it's not so bad after all. On that same website that I was on when I did the world clock population, there was another site there that you can punch in the day that you were born. And it would, tell, it would describe to you how many hours, minutes, days, and seconds you have lived on this earth. So I punched in August the 19th, 1944. And guess what? I have lived... 2 billion, 319 million, 881,716 seconds. You guys over there didn't hear what she said. She said, I've been here a long time. I've lived in minutes 38 million. 664,695 minutes. I've lived 644,411 hours. I've lived 26,850 days. And I've lived 3,835 weeks. And I wrote, I heard somebody say, wow, and I wrote down in here on my notes, wow. <laughs> That's a lot of time. And I look back at that time and I ask myself this question. How have I used all of that time? 
Have I wasted a lot of that time? I even asked myself, I should be able to go, I wish I could go back and redo and make up for some of the time that I wasted. And so what's so bad, I thought I had a lot of time. And many of us in here think we have a lot of time. But guess what? Time is ticking right on. Life, church, is so short. Even though it seems like we have a long time. Every passing of the time draws us even closer to the end of our time here on earth. Every day that passes, every hour that passes, every minute that passes, every second that passes, every moves us closer to what God has in store for us. Time, church, is life. The late Miles Moreau, and I quote him, said this, life is determined by time. Life is defined by time. Life is lived out in time. And the passing of time is the passing of life. Unquote. Church, each day, God has given us an opportunity to de- redefine our priorities. He's given us an opportunity to redefine our purposes. He's given us an opportunity, church, to bury the past so we can move on forward. And again, the question is, how are you using your time? Ecclesiastes in the third chapter says, to everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under the heavens. There's a time to be born and there's a time for us to die. There's a time to love and there's a time to hate. There's a time to plant and there's a time to to unpluck that which was being planted. And I want you to know today that God created time. Genesis 1, 14, and 15 in the New Living Translation says, God said, let light appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights shine in the sky and down here on earth. And it was so. Time, church, has limitations. Job says in 14, the New Living Translation, verse 5, you have decided the length of our lives. You know how many months we will live, and we are not given a minute longer. Pastor Briggs, I wrote that down, and I just put a great big wow. Look what it says. He knows how long we have here on earth. We are all here, church, for a short period of time. And how we utilize the time is very important to us. It's imperative 
that we make a commitment to Christ now. Not next week. Not tomorrow. Not next year. But it's imperative that you make a commitment today. And the question is, what will you do? Because if you look at the whole year, there's 8,760 hours in a year. What will you do with that time that God has allotted you right now? What will you do with the 730 hours that's in a month? What will you do with the 168 hours that's in a week? What will you do with the 24 hours in a day? Let me put it this way. What will you do with the 1,440 minutes that's available to us right now? What will you do with it? Time is moving on. Our days, church, is numbered. And Psalms 39 says this in the, in the King James Version. Lord, make me to know my end. And the measure of my days. What is it that I may know how frail that I am? And if you look at the New Living Translation, it says this. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and how fleeting my life is. The fifth verse in that same translation says this. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is just a breath away. Whew. We're just a breath away. You could be 105 years old, but you're still just a breath away. Psalms 9 and 12 says this, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. The New Century Version says this, teach us how short our lives really are so that we may be wise. We're wasting a lot of time, church, and God is trying to get us to do his work why it's still time. Church, we need to quit wasting time. We need to quit acting like we have plenty of time. And again, life is short and it's just a breath away. Proverbs 20 and 13 says this. Love not sleep. Otherwise, you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you will have plenty of bread. Quit wasting your time sleeping all day. Quit wasting your time being lazy all day. Isaiah 5 and 11 says, Woe to those who rise up early in the morning that they may follow strong drink that continues until wine inflames them. Again, church, quit wasting your time drinking all day. 
getting drunk and getting high. Now we got a law that says marijuana is legal. Oh, my goodness. Guys are now, and girls and women and boys are sitting around getting high. You can even walk by some establishments and you can smell the smoke. We need to quit wasting our time. Again, church, how precious is time and how are you using it? Paul in the text is writing a letter to the church at, at Ephesus about their Christian walk. He says in verse 15 in the New Living Translation, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Be mindful, church, of your steps. Be careful of how you live. Don't run around like an idiot acting like the world does. And then if you look in the King James Version of verse 16, it says, redeem the time. But if you look in the New Living Translation of verse 16, it says, makes the most of every opportunity. If you look at the voice translation of verse 16, it says, make the most of every living and breathing moment. But if you look at the amplified version, the amplified version of verse 16 says this, make the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are evil. We live in church in an evil time. We live in a time where the word of God needs to go forth. And God wants us to quit wasting time and go out and tell people that the wages of sin is death. And here in our text, the word redeem usually means to purchase, to buy back, to set free. But here it means to rescue. It means to recover. It means to take back. And so I want to say to us this evening, to rescue, to recover from wasting your time that God has given you. Reclaim your purpose. Take back the ownership and control of your life. And I wrote down here a great big hey, because I got happy off of that one. Amen. We need to tell the devil. You are now in control. You need to tell the devil, I'm taking back and I'm limiting my time. How much I spend watching TV. Tell the devil, I'm taking back my time and limiting how much I spend on the computer. Tell the devil, I'm taking back my time and limiting it how much, how much time I spend on Facebook. I'm taking back my time and I'm limiting how many times I'm going to be sitting down texting. I don't know about you. But 
I've been out at dinner, and I've seen families sitting down at the dinner table. And everybody at the table, it could be five, six, seven, four, three, two. They're sitting there at the Applebee's, but everybody's doing this. No matter how big the group is. Where is the conversation? Where is the relationship? Where is their interactions? I've seen homes. One is upstairs. Another one downstairs. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Wait a minute. Are we in the same house? But you tell the devil you're taking it back. And limiting your time with the texting. That you're limiting your time with the video games. That you're limiting your time with Twitter and Snapchat. Whatever they call it. We need to take back the control that God has given us. God has allowed us so much time on this earth. And we need to quit wasting time. And I thank God, church, for his son, Jesus Christ. In his time period, God sent his son to die for our sins. Now, the Bible says he's coming back. But we don't know when he's coming back. But he expects us not to be wasting time and being busy telling this evil, cruel, dark world that Jesus is on his way back. And they need to get their lives in order. So we wrap back to the very first question. How are you using the time that God has allotted you? Only you can answer that question. You know what you're doing. How many times do you get up? Do you get up and have a devotion with God? Read your Bible. Pray. Meditate. Do you spend time with your family before they leave home? Do you pray over your family while they are asleep? Time is precious. And we need to quit wasting it. And we're leaving here whether you like it or not. We're dying. Every breath we take is drawing us closer to what God says. It's time to come home. What are you doing with it? And I want to say this, and I will take my seat. If you got any issues with anyone, bury it. Bury it. Flush it. Don't take your anger, your bitterness to your grave. Because if you take it to your grave, you won't get into God's kingdom. And God said, if you don't forgive your brother or your sister, he said, I won't forgive you. And he even says, if you have an issue and you're at church, leave your offering at the altar and go back to that person. And ask for forgiveness. And then come back. And God said, I will take you into his arms. 
So many people are walking around with anger on their shoulders. And we need to forgive. We need to love one another. We need to quit wasting time being anger and show some love one for another. How are you spending the time that God has allowed it you? Let us pray. Lord, we do thank you. Thank you for this word. We pray, Lord, it be food for our spiritual souls. We pray, Lord, that each person in here will examine themselves, realizing that time is running out and that they need to be busy doing your work. We thank you for the churches that are here. We thank you for the fellowship. In Jesus' name we pray. And church say, Amen. Amen.